Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 68, 2023. Matt Evans is known to most as playing the character Theopolis on Home and Away, but Matt is also an accomplished singer, having completed a four-year Bachelor of Contemporary Music in voice at the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts. Some may also remember him from The Voice, where he was mentored by Delta Goodrum and was in the top 20. It's been a while coming, but this year Matt released his first solo single, Over It. Actor, musician, model, and even handy on a forklift. Matt Evans joins me now. Matt, thank you for joining me at TV Central. Hi, how are you going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Well, first up, like myself, um, you're a WA boy growing up in the West. Um, and amongst other things, I'm always enjoying the annual telethon we have over here uh, on Channel 7. Is it a bit surreal now coming home and, and appearing on it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, in this, in, in this industry, it's really hard to always kind of look back and see the accomplishes, accomplishments that you have. But um, yeah, I feel like this year more so I felt, I really felt it being there and being like the, on the other side of it was quite, quite special. And, um, you know, I love it so much and it's so much fun. I, it's just, and it's just such a great thing to go to and be a part of. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things I, I don't necessarily think about it a lot, but it's, it just sort of once it happens, it happens and then you just you just feel at home. But, um, yeah, it's, it is really special. Tell me about growing up in WA. Uh, what was your childhood like? Was, was music a, a strong component of your adolescence? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I was a, my, quite a footy boy growing up. I wanted to play AFL my whole, <laughs> you know, childhood um and then it was wasn't till probably about year 10 or 11 where I started the whole music thing and um I was given a keyboard from my grandpa once and then I remember I remember the switch of just becoming totally obsessed with it um and then coming home from school every night and just playing this keyboard over and over and over again and then my dad ended up getting upgrading and getting me a piano and then one thing led to the next you know I got piano lessons at school and I was really lucky at uh Trinity College in in WA it's a really great school and had a really good music program that I started the um, classical piano lessons and then it turned into joining the choir and then I got a guitar and then it all just kind of flowed from there so I, I guess like year 11 and 12 I was very very much into the music I kind of just became obsessed I saw a video of Matt Corby playing brother once when I was in year 11 and I saw that and I was like that's what I want to do like and I always grew up in a musical household, listening to music. My dad loved Aussie rock music. So there was a lot of music kind of going around. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until that later period of high school where I just really delved into it and fell in love with it. You went on to uh, WAPA, some huge graduates there, obviously Hugh Jackman, the gorgeous Lucy Durack, uh, Francis O'Connor, Marcus Graham, Tim mentioned to name a few. Very prestigious school. People, I mean, can make a career in music you know, from a YouTube clip if they want to, but many of the graduates' um, places like WAPA, they often, they often, people that are there often talk about how much it adds to their career. So what was the major takeaway from, from your time at, at WAPA? I think it really gets you comfortable with um, feedback and constructive feedback and really letting your, leaving your ego at the door and being able to be completely constructed down and building yourself back up again. I think that's what's so beneficial in this career, especially within the arts, is to consistently be able to know that you're not the best that you can be or the best out there and you need to keep working towards your craft. And I think that's what 
it really taught you that this is like a lot of people think maybe the the arts is somewhat easier or whatever than a conventional job, but it really is so much hard work and training over years and, and years and years. And it really just taught you that, that you just got to, you really got to work hard on what you do and take the feedback that people give you. And, and yeah, the, the hours as well, obviously lots of long hours that come with this industry. Of course. Um, you were on The Voice at the age, I think it was around 23. Um, I was curious to know about now looking back how much aligned you were with Delta Goodrum. I mean, she's obviously a, a talented musician, but a massive part of her career was uh, playing Nina on Neighbours. Did you have some foresight into the future on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like, re- re- yeah, I, it's kind of reversed. I did the singing show first and then went to the, the other show. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've kind of joked about that a little bit since the show with my friends and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to try and be the next Delta. Um, but it is it is a very very similar path, and and you know, I, I'm I'm very much trying to to do go as hard with my music as much as I can now. And yeah, maybe I could be Delta 2.0. Maybe. Um, look, there've been a, a number of massive Australian artists that that have appeared in Soap Light Delta Goodrum, um, like. Natalie and Brulia, people like that. In your opinion, what do you think it sets someone apart in making it the big time? And and I guess people that don't, um, given that they may have very similar careers, you know, being on a soap, you know, enjoying music and stuff. It's a hard one, but it probably goes back to, and I don't want to discredit anyone that doesn't have this high level, level of success, but I, well, I think it's a few things. It's obviously continuing to work with the constant nose that you get in this industry and throwing yourself at every opportunity that comes your way, um, consistently working on your craft as well. But, you know, it, it is a really weird one with this industry where it kind of comes down to luck, as people say. But the more you throw yourself out there and the more positions you put yourself in, the luckier you become because your chances to success are greater. So I think, you know, that that's all I can really add to that, but I don't really know what the difference yeah. is with the people that do make it or not. But all I can say is that that's kind of the obvious blueprint to success, really. Yeah. T- tell me about your single over it, because um, I like the background story on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was the first one, the first single I re- uh, released in, I think, January or February now. Um, yeah, the backstory. It was pretty much, you know, I wrote that song during COVID when I moved to Sydney and it was, I did probably the dumbest thing you could do was, and left Perth, which was like the safest state in COVID and came to Sydney by myself. There was no work going on. And I remember there was the government thing that was coming out. So it was sort of, I was just had that for an income because it couldn't work anywhere. And, um, and then I met one girl and then it just sort of went pretty pear-shaped and I just, yeah, I feel like it, there was a lot of <laughs> gaslighting that was going on there. And then anyway, she eventually left and, everything within that moment was so like heightened and and everything felt so dramatic because we were all so unhappy (laughs) because there was nothing going on and and so when I met that girl was the only thing that was going on in my life and so it really um affected me quite quite badly and and that sort of yeah motivated me to write quite a few songs back in that time and then this was the first one that I thought was you know had a bit of a hook and um yeah I wrote that with my producer that I'm working with now um, 
he he didn't produce it or that or my second one but now on my most recent single and my whole ep to come next year i'm working with the same guy that i wrote that song with because um we just we've shared a lot of memories together and have good chemistry but um he said the other day which is quite funny he was like i remember when i first met you around the time when i wrote this song and he was like you were so sad it's like you were just so sad all the time i was like it's very funny but um not anymore we've changed (laughs) we've evolved and what does the ex think about the song um she did hear it i i sent it to her i remember before it came out and um and she, yeah, I mean, she was pretty much just like, oh, there's this, I think in her mind, she's like, there's a song about me that's out there, which is oh, cool. That's great. So she didn't really care at all. So um, yeah, it's all good with me. Another one of your singles, um, I really like Nothing uh, But A Heartache. Now, I wasn't mm. 100% sure what it was about. It seemed to me, I just seeing if I'm right here, that the song was saying that you found a good person but it's you that's the problem. Um, they, they're seeing the angel in you, but you're not acting like an angel and just being a heartache to that person. Is that the gist? Is yeah, so it's it's pretty self-deprecating, I guess. Um, and I think you know, I because with these songs that I wrote in this EP, I decided like I really wanted to be honest with them all and just and write exactly how I was feeling and not worry about what other people think and just and just say it. And I think. I've been through quite a few relationships in my life that have sort of gone pear-shaped and I've been single for quite some time now. And I think I have a lot of issues, I guess, or, um, yeah, just things that have trickled part from that to now. And so I'm really, I always try to protect myself and um, that might not always be in the best way. And so I've kind of, I guess it's like this weird commitment issue kind of thing where I will, leave first so that I don't get hurt that as it's happened a lot time like a lot of times before so something that I've had to like address within myself but yeah it was definitely a self-deprecating song and um when I wrote it I was pretty I was feeling pretty pretty uh yeah not 100 percent at the time and um I was like you know I gotta kind of address this so I did mm-hmm. you write a lot of love songs but my understanding is that from reading other interviews that you haven't had many girlfriends in the past and don't fall in love easily. I guess you usually see a strong uh, contrast between love songs and someone's love life. I'm intrigued by the juxtaposition of those two elements, or I guess you could write a number of songs on the few relationships that you've had. Is it, Mm. do you just like writing a lot of love songs, even though there's only been a few experiences or. I think, I think a lot of them have come from those small sort of um, those small amount of relationships that I've had, but as I saying, I think now I've been writing from the other hand of it, of saying that I that I'm the problem because there's not as many relationships that have been happening recently. So I'm, I think I just need to start falling in love a bit more, and then I can write more music. But also, there are quite a lot of love songs out there, so I'm like, I need to write about something else and try and um, change it a bit. But yeah, in this EP, I've actually I think there's one more that's sort of about a relationship that I've had, and um, which was the first song that I'd ever written about this specific one. And then after that is um, all kind of different stuff, which is nice. Yeah. Look, you don't have to answer this question, but we're just going th- through this now. You're saying, a, you know, a number of your relationships have gone pear-shaped at the end. I think when people obviously see you or people that I've heard that know you or talk to you just think you're the most adorable person on the earth, <laughs> why, why do they all go pear-shaped? I think that I let 
I um I kind of I don't really know how to stand up for myself or set the boundaries or I, I let people get away with more than they should I think and and then and then I always come to this moment of realization and then it's just like it's you know it's too late um but having said that they, they're not really that I wouldn't say they've gone pear pear shaped like I could still go and talk to all of these people except maybe one of them and um they would all be okay um so they're not terribly terribly bad but yeah I think I'm I've, I've always been someone who's really bad with confrontation so I've, I'm, I'm hard with saying how I feel um hence why probably people think I'm a nice person because I don't, oh. <laughs> don't call, call people out on things um but yeah, like I think it's that's always been a struggle of mine, trying to to find the confidence to to say how I feel and maybe and I think that can be detrimental to the relationship. So that's something I had to work on myself before mm. you know installing that into somebody else. Yeah. Um, look, moving on, you you obviously don't have to make a definitive choice between music and acting. Like Delta Goodrum, Jessica Melboy have been successful in both. Obviously, music took centre stage um, for both of them because touring and performing obviously restricts acting roles. I gather you enjoy both, but w- what plays in the heart the most? Yeah, I get asked this question a lot and, you know, my answer is pretty much always the same in that I, I since I've started acting, I really love it. It's it's like a, it's a skill that, or it's, it's a, a thing that I never tapped into when I was younger but I realized it was always something that was kind of a bit like me because I was always a bit of a class clown doing accents and impersonations and all that sort of stuff so I was always doing a little bit of quote-unquote acting um and then since I've been doing it I really love it and it's been such a nice skill to 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 learn and develop and having said that nothing beats your first love and music was my first love and it was and it's has such a big place in my heart for me so um you know, I never want to, I don't want to give up either of them. I've always wanted to do both of them. Um, but if I was to pick which one I would want to do, it would probably be um, to be a recording artist, a singer. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about uh, body image. Um, now, you're obviously adored <laughs> by, by by girls all over Australia. Let, let's be honest, uh, a, lot, a lot of guys as well. Um, you're obviously very good looking. Is that something, though, that, I'm going for a serious question here. Is that, <laughs> is that something that weighs on you, though? Like, I mean, to keep good fitness, to be able to appease fans for the shirtless shots on Palm Beach and and the comments that you get from, like, the eight-week challenge that you did, do, do, do you wonder if people are, are liking you for you um, or if it's just an image thing? Is there a craving for people to go, to go deeper with you? Yeah, um, I've never thought about whether it's an image thing as to why people like me. But what, what I could say is that the holding the image thing is really tough um, in terms of holding the, the physical fitness and things like that. And knowing that being a surfer on the show, I've always got my shirt off all the time. And whenever they do the promos of every year, I seem to always be the one that has to have my shirt off when there are other lots of well-built guys there. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, it, it's it's really tricky and I can go through lots of moments of sort of anxiety and struggle with that and some days when I'm just not feeling it at the beach I just I'll just say I want to wear a wetsuit today because I ate McDonald's last night or something like that <laughs> so um I do really struggle with that and there, there is a lot of cases of I guess like body dysmorphia sometimes like I kind of mm. think that I'm a lot I'm in not, not as good a shape at all and then people will always kind of 
say the opposite. And I, I ring my brother a lot about that. My brother always says that to me that um, I, I have a slight bit of body dysmorphia, but um, I do also enjoy keeping into keeping in shape. But then at the same time, with such a busy job all the time, it's really hard to find those pockets to 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 work out and be healthy and and then not go and do stuff that you want to do on the weekend, like eat and drink stuff that's high in calories. So yeah. um yeah, it, it I do I do really struggle with that. But um yeah, I, I don't really think that I've thought about whether that is the re- the image is the reason why people do or don't like me. Um I kind of just don't really think about it, which I think is a healthy a healthy approach to it, I guess. But um yeah. Yeah, good approach. So whilst we're talking about uh, the human body, shall we have a little conversation about feet? Oh, no, I hate them. How did you know? Did you? How did you find this out? I hate so feet. Like, so I think it's some interview somewhere. What? Yeah. What is it? What is it about feet? They're just so, things that you walk on, you know. I mean, it's a pretty Toes. common thing. There's quite a few people that don't like feet. It's a common thing. Um, no, there's other people mom. that really like feet too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> no, my mum used to, as a kid, I just she just knew that I wasn't that fond of feet, and then my mum used to always like stick her feet on me and stuff, and we're sitting on the couch, and it was like. I just like used to get the ick and would run away. And it's just something that stuck with me my whole life. I've just not, I just don't like feet. And it's, um, I don't know what it is about them, but I'm just like, oh, it's, yeah. And I don't like, yeah, I just don't like having feet out. I usually, I will wear socks and shoes most of the time if I can, or something that covers all my toes and stuff, because I just don't fancy feet. I don't know what it is though. But it's it's something. I think I, it has to lead to childhood trauma from mum, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, probably based on your on your character on Home and Away and celebrity events, which is really just a, a smile for the camera and your sort of short interviews. Some may think that they know you. Um, maybe it's it's your music, your your work ethics, studies. Um, I just feel there could be a, a you know quite a deeper person. Um, than people might see. So here's a simple and complex question all in one. Who is Matt Evans? Matt Evans is um, probably more complicated than people would think. Um, I definitely have a lot of anxieties and issues of my own where I overthink a lot of things in life. Um, But at the core of it, I, I am a humble nice person I try my hardest to be that um but yeah apart from that you know I'm just someone who just loves singing acting and playing music and having a beer on the weekend with my mates I'm a pretty pretty normal normal guy with that sort of stuff um so yeah I guess that's pretty pretty much how I would explain me yeah beautiful all right only one specific home and away question um i know you can't give away too much but a huge finale um home and away returns january the 8th what's in store for 2024 oh there's a lot of stuff um i would say personally for theo that there is a lot of some would say maybe darker storylines um something where I feel like I had to pull out a lot more acting chops and it was quite a challenge and um, I I had a lot of fun doing it, but it was a lot of work. And so, yeah, all I could say is there's just stories for Theo, which required a lot more challenging. um, They were just a bit more challenging. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. 
I thought it was going to be really vague. That's really interesting. Oh, how could that be? All right. All right, final question. Um, I would love to know uh, who inspires you. Is it God? Is it family, fellow actors, nature, particular music artists, or or anyone that you look to for inspiration? Who inspires me? Hmm. Um, I would say my friends and family, to be honest. You know, they're the first point of call with anything with my life. Um, whenever I have, like, a new management for whatever it is or anything like that or have a new song that I want to show people it's it's always my my friends and family so I think having them in my life is really important because I do get quite lonely sometimes I live by myself in this apartment as you can see it's just me and um Mm -hmm. it can get quite lonely so it's really nice to have that core group of friends and um especially my family to to be the first point of call for me Mm, lovely all right now uh, matt what an awesome guy really wishing you the best of luck with the music uh really heartfelt stuff um in there and of course for home and away um hope to see you in sunny perth soon and um thank you for joining me today here at tv central awesome thank you so much for having me all right that was matt evans definitely more than meets the eye if you only know him from home and away and haven't checked out his music please type in matt evans into spotify or whatever platform you use um and check out his music it's awesome home and away returns on monday the 8th of january 2024 on seven and seven plus that's it for this podcast for the latest news streaming info ratings television guides and podcasts head to tvcentral.com.au but for now i'm aaron ryan and thanks to matt evans bye for now 